0: Welcome to the EQ4 podcast with me, Deborah McPhillamy. In this podcast, we talk about developing emotional intelligence as well as learning about social intelligence, how to handle your emotions in your relationships, in business, and in your life in general. I also talk to other experts in the field, and I'll give you some tools, tips, and techniques to help you to be more EQ. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily EQ Show. My name is Deborah McFillamy, and I get to interview incredible people with empowering stories that help us all to realize that we are not alone in this quest called life, that we all have struggles, we all have ups and downs, and it's always good to know that you're not alone because you know then that you can do something about it. So my guest today is Jason Archdale from Otter's Field, did I get it right?
1: Yeah, it's Huddersfield but yeah.
0: Huddersfield. We... yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show Jason. It's Thank really you. good to
1: have you here. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so yeah you work as an empowerment um, coach and as a speaker but I know that's not something you've always done and um, but you've also worked as a decorator for what was it 25 years? Mm-hmm. That must be really interesting. I mean we at the moment are going through fixing our house and decorating it. And my husband's obsessed at the moment. He works as an engineer. So there's always something going on. So I can imagine that must be really fulfilling.
1: It, it is it is because what what you in essence are seeing is a change throughout. So you're yeah. actually making some of this vision come, come true, right, as a decorator. Uh, and it's only in these later years of me being an empowerment coach, I've actually put that look onto that business right normally you just go in paint a house and come out right but um so I've got a different outlook on absolutely everything in life now so I still have that business that uh, the home decorating business yeah so it's about transforming um transforming somebody's tired looking home right into and giving a new lease of energy into it right and so we do that Um, with with passion and purpose but yeah, right now I've got my other passion and purpose is, is empowerment, mentoring and coaching and I love that when you said, because as you were talking about your business, I thought, wow,
0: actually that's exactly what we do with people's lives. And it's not always evident immediately, like you can slap a bit of paint on or, you know, strip some wallpaper off and or put some new ones like with the house. But, you know, when you're empowering people with skills and helping them transform their lives, you can see the difference. You know, I can kind of see the difference in, in my husband when he started on his personal development journey. And I often look at him and I go, Wow, you're not the same guy I met, you know. So you so you have almost like the best of both worlds because you're doing the creative side, but you are also doing the transformation, helping people transform their lives. So tell me how that started because I think you said this was about 10 years ago where something happened where you then added this addition on to what you are doing at the moment.
1: Yeah, and but do you know the 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 crazy thing is is back then 10 years ago i didn't know that i'm doing this right yeah. so what i'm doing now is only very very pretty recent if i'm honest right because it's been a journey mm. but, but but the base of it started over 10 years ago right the foundation of what i'm doing started 10 years ago the impetus for what i'm doing now started over 10 years ago
0: yeah yeah
1: but i didn't know this Hmm. i didn't know this back then and so uh, i'm just going to take right back yeah tell us uh, what happened so so well um so i i joined the army at 16 i had an amazing life as you would right um i went around the world i was in the first world war driving tanks at 17 come on it's every guy every young kid's dream right driving a a tank at seventeen in the desert. Yeah, uh, going on adventure training. Uh, the women, the holiday, whatever, right? All that kind of happy life, yeah. uh, and then got married, and I was in this seventeen-year relationship, and just going through the motion. You know, the hamster wheel life yeah. that we all get caught yeah. up on, and not really achieving anything, but having dreams, but never, never amounting to anything, right? Yeah, that's most of it I think in, in the world, and then. And then things started to happen and mm. I never could put a, a point on it. I could never pinpoint it when it actually happened. Mm. But the finale, if I, if I want be a better phrase, the finale of my change happened on a freezing cold night in December of 2010. And everything had come to a head my life had been falling apart for years unbeknown to me mm-hmm. so unconsciously i was conscious my only lived, as in i need to go to work and we need to do the shopping we need to do whatever right mm-hmm. but what i wasn't doing is listening to what my body and my heart and everything else was telling me so, so how
0: I- was your life falling apart so paint me a picture in that way when you say your life was falling apart what were the symptoms of that?
1: I, I felt very trapped okay. in, a re, in a relationship that I never wanted, I didn't want to be in anymore. And I had a beautiful daughter. Oh. I have a beautiful daughter at that time right and so I want to take nothing away from the relationship between her and I it was the relationship I didn't want to be in but yeah I didn't know how to leave it and I was scared Mm. to leave it because I didn't know what my life would look like outside right so then what you do is you don't step out of that comfort zone so you never grow right and so what I did I stayed in it and then things got worse you know the arguments got worse the resentment within the relationship got worse uh, my business, uh, the decorating business that is thriving now at the time, was on its knees. Mm. Right, was on its knees. Um, I, I decided I didn't want to be in the relationship, so I told my wife this, and she immediately took my her herself and my daughter away, left. Um, I had twenty five thousand pounds worth of credit card debt. I, I had no money in my bank account. My car had been taken away, the house mm. that we called it home. I uh, was about to be repossessed by the bank. Mm. Uh, my self-worth, my self-esteem, my values, they were nowhere. I didn't even know what those words meant. Mm. And so this, this evening on the, on the 30th of December 2010, uh, the immense panic took over. I was plagued by the limiting beliefs. Yeah. The rooms, the, the ceiling, the walls were all caving in on this one particular night. Yeah. When the reality hit that I, I was actually on my own on my own, and, and I've got a problem. Uh, and I just, I had to run. I ran out of the house as fast as I could. It was freezing. And my eyes were just sore with crying all the time. Right, Mm. Uh, And eventually, however long it was when I came back, I just headed for the icy house on the hill, the one house that we called home at one point, right? And I threw myself back against the door and slid down and just fell into a pile of mess and my own mess and just crying profusely Mm. like a baby does when it can't get its breath. Mm. And the only thing I wanted that evening was the touch and feel and the voice of my daughter who was five at the time, right? Mm. For her to hold me and just to yeah. say, it's okay, daddy, right? But that wasn't going to happen, mm. right? And, I, and, and did I really want her to see me in that mess, in that state? Mm. I wanted her to see me as the strong daddy, the one that took her to the park, the one that went to the bouncy castle, done what, right? Nobody knew at this point, nobody in my family, friends knew what I was going through. I held it in. Yeah. I was living, I was living in hell.
0: Mm, and as far as,
1: I was, uh, as far as I was concerned, there was no way out. Yeah. And I've been living with three companions for a long time. I don't mean physically living. Yeah. But I've been living and tormented by three companions, and they were fear, anxiety, and depression
0: mm.
1: constantly. And they constantly talked. So they were oil. They were oil, they were constantly there. When you wake up, they're there. Before you go to bed, they are there, right? Yeah. Constantly, together, they are there. Talking to you, telling you you can't do something or whatever, right? And it just gets so much mm. pain. And so with my back against the door, crying, these three companions all at once just spoke to me and just said, just do it. Mm-mm. And I knew exactly what that meant. Yeah. I just had the feeling what what they meant. So with every strength that I did have left, I took myself to the kitchen, grabbed myself a bottle of whiskey and took tablets. Mm. Fell to the floor with the bottle in hand, tablets in my stomach and just, that's it, right? The pain's gone. And so had the companions. The companions had disappeared as well. Their job had been done. Wow. Because does somebody does somebody really want to commit suicide? Does somebody really want to end their life, or do they just want to end the pain?
0: Yeah, end the suffering.
1: I just wanted the pain to end, and I saw no other way out. Right. Yeah. But the pain had gone when I took that. That's it. There's no more pain for me now. Right. Mm. So I hit the floor and. It, I can't recall the length of time but a voice came in and it was as clear as the voice was stood in the kitchen in front of me and that voice said three words call the ambulance Wow. and it was like somebody had hit me with a boot (coughs) right and it said it again call the ambulance so when you get this type of voice, it was like almost a, a sergeant major voice that was firm. Yeah. It was fair, but it was on my side.
0: Yeah.
1: And I knew it wasn't here to hurt me. It was on my side. Call the ambulance. So I did. Although my phone had been cut off, my mobile at the time, I had a BlackBerry, everybody had a BlackBerry, right? <laughs> but um but my phone had been cut off, but you can make emergency calls. So I made the emergency yeah. call. Uh went through that call. And um, but the whiskey had been taken, the, the, the tablets had been taken, it was too late, surely, right? Yeah. Um, so the ambulance service said they were on the way. Uh, I put the phone down and walked from the kitchen through into the living room. And the living room, I was living, bearing in mind, in this three bedroom house yeah. in one room for a good few months, just upstairs in the bedroom. I didn't leave it right and so to go into this living room where we'd had my daughter's christmases parties happy memories right but that didn't matter so i walked over to the fireplace and i i I just took hold of a favorite picture of hers and i laid on the laid on the sofa face up with her photograph on my chest and my eyes were streaming and just uttered the words to her very softly i'm sorry darling i love you but I've let you down, mm. and I closed my eyes and waited to die. But it wasn't meant to be. I didn't die. I'm here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so,
0: what a hectic. I mean, it. And I think this is the thing. Uh, you know, we spoke about suicide a couple of weeks ago with with Roland because he attempted it twice as well,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's that, as you're saying, it's that getting to the point where you just want the pain to stop, the suffering to end, you don't see another way out, and it, and it's not about that you didn't love, you didn't think of your daughter, it's not because you were being selfish, it's not the coward's way, all these horrible words that are, that are thrown about suicide, you know, it's not because, it's because you you feel so helpless and hopeless in that moment that you me, cannot see the wood for the trees.
1: Let me tell you where I am with uh, suicide, all right? Because uh, it, it, it will take the life, suicide will take the life of around 800,000 people a year. That's Whoa. one person, one person every 40 seconds,
0: <gasps>
1: right? So forget your COVID, right? Forget your COVID, right? It's minute considering right? This is the real killer of people, right? Uh, and your real diseases, your Alzheimer's, and you, you, right? This is suicide, right? Is the end result of mental illness, right? Yeah. Um, suicide people don't want to die. They want to just end the pain, right? Yeah. So what is it? Suicide is a mental illness, right? It's the stigma, right? Mm. It's killing people. It's the stigma of... Mm. I'm messed up, right? Stigma translated means disgraced, right? Mm. So why would you want to tell people you've got a mental illness, mm. right? Th- there's not people out there helping. You, you know, people say man up or get a grip or whatever. Mm. That ain't helping anybody, yeah. right? Making so, you feel worse. So what, yeah, exactly. So what do you do? Mm. So like, like myself, you just go into your self you disappear you take yourself off you don't want to bother with anybody because you're not going to get the help right and Mm. people don't help you so it's the stigma of it and until people and medical organizations governments in fact even right get their heads out their asses right and actually treat this as a mental uh, as a medical illness as you would treat cancer or you would treat a heart disease Mm. right somebody's dying on the floor with a heart attack the ambulance comes resuscitates them takes them off they get the surgery right but mental illness is the pain that you can't see yeah so just because you can't see it doesn't mean to say it's not there Mm. we just suffer in different ways yeah so treat it and there are ways to treat it right so tell me what happened next so obviously
0: you didn't die Did the ambulance find you what happened next they? how did you get the help
1: of course, um, so so obviously, if you remember through the story, I said I'd already had the call to call the ambulance. Yeah. Now, this this all depends where your viewers and listeners sit on this, right? Because um, I believe, and I will always believe, and I will stay true to this, that I had a calling, hi, I've awakening. All right, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was spoken to, whether it was my higher self, my guardian angel, my, the yeah. source, the it wasn't spirit, your time. Right? right something spoke to me and I believe that okay and that very evening I went through my dark night of the soul all right the dark night of the soul means you're not going to check out of this world although you don't know this you're going to check out you're not going to check out the world you're just going to go to the very most point you need to go to yeah and then what we're going to do is learn all the lessons to come out of it yeah so that you can help other people right and so I'd called the ambulance and the ambulance came, it must have been within seven minutes or something, right? Because uh, I'd closed my eyes and obviously, um, you know, and it was almost like a rude awakening. I was, <laughs> I closed my eyes and I saw this guy in this big fluorescent jacket and this was just after Christmas, before New Year. And he just said, hey up son, have you been having a bit of trouble over Christmas? Right? And it kind of changed from this depressing, moody thing to this happy jolly guy coming in, Right? To, to bring things up again I'm like am I in heaven and he's an angel wearing a, a fluorescent jacket <laughs> right <laughs> and so and so from there on he came in then another paramedic came in. I was in the ambulance I was almost like in this twilight zone it's like what's happening there's beeping machines there's people putting stuff in my arm I'm like I was dying about five minutes ago right mm. Is what? So I went to the hospital, did all the tests and without going through all the boring rigmarole of you know what happens when you go to hospital, right, you get all the tests. So anyway, so I'm going to fast forward to about 3am now, so about 3am all the tests have been done I'm laying in this hospital bed and all I can see is the nurse's station with a faint lamp on, the nightlight and I looked up at the clock and it was 3am, just before 3am and I always see 3 now 3am 3 or 3pm or whatever right now and, um, and at that point it's that point then that changed my life, right? Because I heard again, we're here to help you, and you are you are here to help others. Wow! Should I have admitted myself to the mental hospital then? <laughs> <For hearing laughs> no I don't know, but I went with it, right? But you know, as soon as I heard that voice, and and you can look at this, this was now 10 years on yeah. this was my voice talking to me through something else all right mm-hmm. um, and so what what this is basically is i went to the dark night of the soul i had to hit that for me to now go on a 10 year discovery journey of learning spiritual awareness self discovery all the coping mechanism techniques yeah. for all the people now that come to me and said i'm stuck in life i, I can't cope anymore mm-hmm. what do we do right and so I did all this and I thought so back then I knew I had to help people 10 years ago but the uncertainty was I just didn't know how yeah and that that didn't matter and but here we are today so and the discovery journey still on my ups and downs but we went with it right
0: but it's a wonderful way to look at it because I think, you know, when you've gone through massive uh, uh, amounts of shit, and by the way, I've also had those voices talking to me where, you know, you just like, what, where does it come from? It's, it's almost like audible. So it's not crazy. I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> I think we all hear those voices. But I think sometimes, you know, like when you go down that, that road of having terrible stuff happen And then you look back at it and you go, wow, wait, now I can help people who are going through the same thing or who have gone through that. They don't know what the way out is. You know, I think that to me is always so brilliant because it's like you're taking the pain, the suffering, and you're turning it into something beautiful. And you're going, I can relate. I've been there. I've done it let me be of service because you obviously um a person of service otherwise you wouldn't have joined the military besides the fact that there there was lots of fun and all sorts of things going on but you wouldn't have joined the military if you weren't a person that wanted to help Mm -hmm. and wanted to work with people and now you've come like full circle and you've taken that experience and now you you're helping people but at what point do you think that well, let me ask you this question do you think you would ever have that thought again is it a thought that you had once where you go i'm going to end this and i'm out of here or have you found over the 10 years of getting healing and dealing with with everything that brought you to that point did you hear that voice again saying uh, just end the suffering or was it that one time and then it stopped? I'm just trying to understand because I know some people try it again. Have you ever been to that horrible dark point again? Or have you found that, that it's been more an upward spiral?
1: No, it's never happened again. It's yeah. never happened again. And the reason I think it's never happened again is because, um, and again, <laughs> depend who your listeners are or whether. It's because uh, this may sound woo-woo, but it's because I'm—I feel I'm guided. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, I'm guided to do what I'm meant to do. Right. So I was meant to hit that dark place one time only. Right. So this is a one-time only show. Right. And you get to learn what you learn. Right. I've never been to that dark point again. That's not to say I haven't had downtimes, mm. Right. But what happened over this ten years of development was how I learned how to deal with things better. Right, did I still get into uh, of this time? Did I still get into a bit more debt? Yes, I did. Did I still have failed um dating and relationships? Yes, I did. I had good ones as well. Um, did I still have arguments with people? Um, yes, but also amazing time as well. But it's how we perceive things now, it's how we look at things now, yeah, yeah, With a different mindset, right? Because everything is about mindset. So, uh, as I said earlier, just because you can't see a way out doesn't mean to say it's not there, all right? Um, And so it's how I look at things. Instead of saying, why me? And doing the victim pity party stuff, right? Instead of saying, why me? Saying, what does this mean, right? Uh, Instead, okay, what do I need to do? If I want to attract that amazing lady into my life, if I want to attract happiness into my life, I've now got to become this person. Mm. Um, um and so when I do my videos and I put them on my Facebook to help people, yeah. you know, people talk about law of retraction and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, universe gives you what you want, it's bullshit, right? Universe doesn't give you what you want, it gives you what you are, right? Yeah. so you've got to you've got to um, agree with that. You've got to change, right? Mm. And change has got to happen and you've got to put the bloody work in, right? Because people want overnight success, right? Mm. Uh, and and I have a client who Asks me every single session, without fail, right? And I can, uh, and I have to tell her off because she says, uh, "When this, when will this, when will that, when will that?" She wants me to put a date in the diary when she'll be fixed, right? <laughs> uh, and I said, "You've got to put the bloody work in, right?" Uh, good for her right now is, is that she she's made massive progress. I I've yeah. told her to drop all the when this, when that, right? Just go with it because it's taken us a hell of a long time to get into a bad place.
0: Mm. Right?
1: so we've got to put the hard work in to get us back out of it, right, and it's just conditioning again, we've got to reprogram something, all right, and and, and isn't it weird how a decision is always 50-50, right, and everything starts with a decision in life, so everything's 50-50, so you can, you can choose mm. to think positive, or you can choose to think negative, you can choose to be an amazing person You can choose to be a nasty person right everything's a 50 50.
0: Everything's a choice.
1: Yeah but yeah. I have to tell you this everything uh, is created twice right you create it first in your mind and then it will yeah. create it in reality right so you've got yeah. to be careful with your thoughts as well so this is what we, we then go through the teachings of right and this is what this is all the development I started learning about not just the law of attraction and the secret and, uh, and all this kind of stuff. I interviewed Bob Doyle from The Secret actually a couple of weeks oh, ago cool. <laughs> on a, a video interview. It's on my Facebook. So um, um, so it's not just, we, we don't just talk about the law of attraction in our life, right? We shouldn't. It's, it's about energies, right? Mm. And where I am at, right? It's about the energy. So everything I attracted at that 10-year but everything I went through at that 10-year point, I had attracted into my life. Yeah. Because my mindset it was off yeah right. yeah and my feelings that I was giving out were off they were all on the negative vibe right So yes. I'm the same thing and so it's about making a simple shift and i say simple it's not just simple but it, <laughs> okay it's like making a simple shift okay it's a shift in mindset mm. and that's where we are but no in answer to your question i've never gone there it's just about how i look at things now so i don't go back there yeah. but i know people have in the past but then you've got to ask, well, they need more healing then.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it really is. It's such a simple shift in terms of perception because I know what you're saying. It's not easy because we programmed in such a way and we just become a whole bunch of habits. You know, everything we do is so habitual. We don't stop, we don't think. You know, it, it's just a kind of habitual. But I mean, when I discovered Wayne Dyer's saying, and it's, I think it's on on my Facebook because it's my legacy that I live my life by now is change the way you look at things and the things you look at will change because it's just that shift in perspective when you said you know instead of saying why me say what does this mean Um, just ask different questions because I think a lot of people who struggle think things are happening to them you the victim of what's happening but when you realize that Well, no, if I can change my mind, change my thinking, change my beliefs, change the way I look at things, change my perception, you know, it can take you from dark to light so quickly just by saying, well, actually, hang on. No, I'm not going to pay attention to that thought. Let's just think about something else. And it's not about positive thinking because I don't believe we can just start thinking positively because you know your thoughts come from your irrational beliefs and it comes from your programming and it comes from other opinions. But I do think if you just make that little shift, it can take you on a complete different
1: road. I'm the the same, you know. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up anyway uh, um, about the, it's not about the positive thinking because this is something out there that um, the charlatans of this world or the people that don't really know much will just say, oh, just start thinking positive, right? You and I both know it's not about thinking positive. You cannot Um, just, and this is bullshit as well, you cannot just get out of bed on the morning and say, I am thinking positive today, so my life is better. It ain't about that, right? It's about... It's yeah. about the actions you take, right? It's about taking positive action steps, right? Yeah. And, and the gratitude in your life, having gratitude, changing yeah. your mindset to one of uh, your thoughts that empower you rather than the thoughts that disempower you. Yeah. Right? We have 60,000 to 100,000 thoughts a day, it depends on which research you believe, all right? Yeah. So, it's impossible to sieve every single thought out, but what we can do is be conscious of our thoughts. Mm. Uh, okay, um, I don't like that. So it's about now living consciously. So don't try to where you will stress yourself out is try to go. Oh, I don't want to think. I don't think. I don't, I don't. That's stressful. You will still have these thoughts. Yeah, like, but be conscious of the thoughts, right? And it's about reprogramming that thought saying that thought doesn't serve me now but what i'm going to do is actually put myself on a beach in barney or something right and I have that thought instead and then you start to visualize which then creates the energy that then goes. out. do you know what i mean that's yeah the, that changes the physio physiology of you you know and and then you start walking taller yeah. right instead of where well, this debt's coming and then you start getting do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's about you could say, like, "What can I do about
0: this?" Yes, I've got debt, So, what can I do about this? Because that's more empowering, isn't it? I got debt. Okay, what am I going to do? What are the steps I can take to pay this back? What is the initial step? Instead of as you're saying, you know, you allow that to overwhelm you. And when you were talking about the thoughts, so. Uh, we teach children from the age of four years upwards how to be emotionally intelligent and we've got one of these little tools that we give them um, and also to help them with their thoughts because if you think about thoughts they're just like little they're floating by because there's so many as you say I mean there's tens of thousands of them every day so which ones are you going to pay attention to so and 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 the sad thing is you can pay attention to one and then the next thing you've spiraled completely down because then it's negative 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 and then you deep in the in the in the you know in the treasures again but so we've got this one little thing that we say to children imagine your thoughts and as you're drifting off or when you become aware of them just imagine that there's a cloud coming by. And as the cloud comes by, you just dump all those yucky thoughts on that cloud. Imagine that they float away. And then there's the next cloud. And that's a cool cloud. And this one's going to come on floating by. And it's going to have all these cool, happy thoughts where you can go to your happy place and everything you love and everything you're grateful for. And that cloud, and as it gets to you, you know, it can either rain on you or descend on you, or you can absorb those thoughts. Because it really is. That's how I see thoughts, isn't it? It's like, I mean, I know I'm into energy work and, and all sorts of stuff as well. I can pick up other people's thoughts. Same. Your thoughts are not always your own. You are picking up their frequency, their thoughts, because we are just these wirelesses of wireless. Remember wireless when radios used to be called a wireless. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: we giving out these constant frequencies, our thoughts of frequencies it's like we are a transmitter and a receiver so we're transmitting stuff and picking it up so often the thoughts are not even your own
1: but but you but you you, uh, you send these thoughts out right and, and so this is a and so this is the what we talk about when we say that about when we try to change people's thoughts right is saying listen you are attracting everything into your life that's bad yeah right so be conscious of it uh, and we give that, we give that example to people yeah. of the radio the, the tv whatever right because if you want to if you want to listen to jazz, right, and everything is a frequency, right. If you want to listen yeah. to jazz on the radio, you've got to tune into the jazz frequency. Yeah, right.
0: That's
1: bad. And, and so you tune it in. You tune it in. There you go. The vibrations match uh, it. Match it. You've got jazz, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It's the same as yourself. If you,
0: yeah,
1: if you tune out, if you're not on in line with happiness, or so you're not in line with the perfect person you want to meet or whatever. If you're not in line with it, then you'll get somewhere in between or worse. right? Yeah. Uh, and so when people keep saying, well, I didn't attract the debt or whatever, it's like, well, yes you did because you keep talking about debt. So instead of talking about debt or whatever, right? Just instead acknowledge you've got debt, but don't yeah. keep telling the story. So start visualizing now, Write a story, create a story about Mm. wealth and abundance, right? And this doesn't need to be that you are rich and a millionaire, right? But your lifestyle, create a vision board. I ask my people to create vision boards, right? And I've got mine on the wall above me, right? Create (laughs) that and visualize yourself doing that. Because if if you can visualize yourself being there, that means you've got money then, right? Mm. So somehow the universe has got to give you money to achieve that.
0: Mm, bring the opportunities to create the money yeah even more money yeah
1: but it ain't gonna come unless unless you change this thought process and you know what you want to keep attracting death then fine yeah well you 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 crack on but um don't keep crying victim and pity if you Mm. keep attracting the same stuff because like Einstein said right the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result if you're not changing something in your life you're going to get the same crap
0: yeah and exactly whether it's the relationship with yourself relationship with money relationship with other people Um, and I think a lot of some people don't understand mindset so I'm just going to clarify you know the way we work with mindset in case because like you were saying it's, it's a case of you can't just change the thoughts, but your thoughts are coming from your beliefs. The thoughts are coming from, so. if you don't think you're worthy of having money, if you don't think you're worthy of living, if you don't think you're valuable, if you don't think you can have good relationships, whatever that belief is, is what is going to give you the thought. The thought is going to submit the frequency and the vibration. And that's what it means. Like Jason, the way you explained it about the jazz, jazz radio, I love that. So it's, which means then if you believe I am not a good person. You are tuning in to the station, the radio station that is going to tell you you are not a good person, but you're also going to connect to somebody else who also believes they're not a good person and you're not a good person. So you're that is try. kind of how, yeah. So that is how, so mindset is all about what lays in your belief system and so the way you change your thoughts about changing your beliefs it's about changing your your irrational beliefs challenging them removing the one replacing it with another one and therefore you can then change your thoughts and it's not as hard as it sounds I mean it's something we teach in our academy but I think it's just a lot of people don't understand the terminology of mindset so I hope that clarification helped you a little bit and you know what, if Jason can change his mindset, I can change, change my mindset, it can really be done. And it's not something that you have to fear because, I mean, Jason, when at what point did you get after your, you know, where you got to that low point and you wanted your pain to end, what was the awakening, what was the moment where you went, damn, this is about my mind. This is something I need to change within me. Was there like a defining moment where you really became aware that it was your mind that was the
1: problem? I think, you know, my my recovery, I kind of almost did it alone. So everything took quite a while to do, right? I never had coaching. I never went for coaching or uh, had people around me because I'm one of those type of people that like to kind of do things on my own, right? Um, I did have help, by the way. So I I had a new, so what happened is I cast off the old, right? Uh, my circle uh, and new wow. started coming in. So people introduced me to meditation and all this kind of stuff, right? I still didn't understand everything, but I was going with it because yeah. I enjoyed it, right? Mm. So it was some years later when I started to understand and start looking into energies. It was some years later when I found the secret, right? Yeah. Um, the secret, um, which I've, I used at some point as a Bible. Like it was my Bible at some point, and I yeah, watched it yeah. until I started looking at then other avenues of energy and stuff. And, mm. and for your listeners, viewers, right, that may just think this is woo-woo stuff that you and I are talking about—spiritual tree-hugging stuff. It isn't. Like, we don't walk around in white linen stuff all day walking barefoot on a beach right it's not about that right? <laughs> this is although it'd be cool right it would be nice um, yeah <laughs> yeah um like this is not just woo woo stuff this is actually scientifically proven this is yeah, science is. this is quantum physics yeah. energy in the mind energy in the mind right and the universe and i mean the universe not in spirituality but i mean space universe yeah and energy and mind are all linked yeah we are from the universe i.e. if you trace all back we are broken down into atoms, into cells and so I, it was a good few years later when I started to work out that this was all um, mind mm. And then I started to look at things very differently. And did you look at it differently part?
0: when you realized that it was scientific? Because, you know, as you say, a lot of people, when they go, oh, you woo-woo. I mean, I put people off for years because they all called me woo-woo. And I was like, I don't care. You know, I like the stuff and it works for me. So if I'm woo-woo, that's fine. Did you find that it was easier for you to... Um, more real for you when you discovered that there was actually this science behind it yeah was it almost like then you're like yes now I'm really into this because this is scientific it's not just woo-woo crazy batshit you know stuff that has been
1: made up yeah 100% because I think what it did it confirmed that I wasn't mad but then yeah. <laughs> you know what I think uh so what if we're mad right we want a bit different yeah. but then also then also, I did I did kind of a bit of a balance because the, we like to look at the quantum side,
0: yeah,
1: the energy side. But then we also want the spiritual side as well, right? Because that yeah, connects course. us to ourselves again. Yeah. And so, um, and part of when I co- when I have a coaching client, when they when they uh, say I can't achieve my dreams or my goals, right? we always start with self again. We go back to the beginning, back to self, and connecting with self right, that's the inner self, the core, the higher, the one that knows best, right, and mm-hmm. um, to quieten the mind, yeah. right, um, because until you quieten the mind, the busy monkey chatter that the buddies call calling, right, you can't see a way forward, you, all you're doing is lifting up the carpet, sweeping the stuff under and putting it back down again, you're not dealing with the problems yeah. at hand, right, and so to quieten the mind, right, is to hear the answers, mm-hmm. right, uh, and okay. that's the, that that is when the answers will come is when you can go for a walking meditation in the park just just to be just to be mm. right? and wh- when people say what does that mean just to be it is what it is what does that mean it is what it is right just to be just to be you nature on your own just being
0: yeah yeah just being yeah right
1: doing yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah sure. i heard somebody say the other day we are human beings not human doings and i think in the beginning if you've always been like a people pleaser and you're always taking action and you're always doing something to feel better it's hard for people to just be but as you say just start with going for a walk you know feel your bare feet on the grass and look at the you know we i had um my grandkids over last saturday two of them and they came for a sleepover and you know these kids today they always on a phone or an iPad or a a game or something and I said to my daughter please can you ask him just to leave that at home because I just want to be in the garden honestly you can't believe the difference just not just in yourself but in your kids as well when they put that down they just by themselves they're playing in the grass it was weeding the garden kicking the ball slept better Everything was just amazing because you just allow yourself to just get out of your head. Get out of those thoughts. And as you say, just be, just be quiet so that you can hear that inner voice because it's in those moments that you discover who you really are and how wonderful it feels to be alive and that you don't have to be anything, think anything, do anything to make your life worthwhile and
1: there's the gratitude and there's the gratitude that comes in because yeah. right the more things we're grateful for the more things that will come right the more things we take for granted the universe will take away but um i, I did a video post a while ago about living in your head right the amount of people yeah. that live in their head right they they live their daily life through um living in their head is living through their thoughts so mm. this thing happened to me 10 years ago and i still live there right this affected my my life back then it's still affecting their life now because they're living in their head right so as um dr joe dispenser i love his work right he, yeah i he love passes, him yeah, he classes <laughs> this uh, this thing as like your, your brain is a camera okay mm. and so every single Second, millisecond word, of it will take snapshots everything, right? Yeah. But when it takes a snapshot, it takes an emotion of that second, right? Yeah. So so when I did this post, and by the way, I wasn't stealing Joe Dispensers. I was talking about the living in your head thing. But what I was saying was that when you live in your head and you go back to that past episode, so that mm. toxic relationship when that X threw you out or hit you or narcissistic, whatever it was, right? Mm. Mm you go back there, you're not only remembering the thought, you're remembering the emotion attached to it. That affects yeah. you inside then. So not only did it affect you then, you're reliving that moment right That's now. So it. what we have to do is get out of our head by overwriting that. So if you find yourself going back to that moment, bring it back and rewrite yeah. something else, right? Rewrite it. Memory. Okay, the past doesn't define it. Exactly. So the past doesn't define you. What happened to you doesn't define you. What's going to define you right now is how you create your new, empowering, new life. um, That's going to be amazing. Right. So create that beach holiday, create that new business, whatever. Right. That thought will keep coming in, but be aware of it. Thank you. That's reference only. Doesn't serve me anymore. All right. This is my life now. Mm, Breaking the habit of being (laughs) cute. exactly and this is the 50, 50 i was talking about we have a 50 uh option to go to the past there and live in it yeah all we do the other 50 is do i live in the future and we create the future in the now right so yeah. we create that in the now so we live in the now so i'm creating this vision now remember things are created twice in your mind and then in reality so we've got to create that future reality in the now
0: yeah Yeah, and
1: that's how how we've got to
0: rewrite the past yeah i love that that's uh, some one of the things we teach as well with the kiddies is that if they when they have had a bad day because i'm very passionate about helping children grow up with these things that we learned later in life so you know we teach them and say to parents and educators as well if you've got children and they come home and they've had a bad day and at night time you don't want them to go to bed with that thought um, and that memory of that bad day, you need to recreate the memory so that by tomorrow it's mm. gone and it doesn't become an irrational belief. It doesn't sink in. They don't accept that into their bodies, but just change it because everything is about mm. memories. So you can change that. Jason, we've come to the end of our really? time, wow. and I just want to say I know it's gone so quickly. Thank you so much. But before we go, somebody who was you or in your situation. 10 years ago and they're listening to you right now what would you say to them
1: there's always a way
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the hardest thing to hear but there's always a way okay and if there's one thing that i try to impress onto my clients and people that follow myself is just because you can't see it it doesn't mean it's not there yeah yeah, there's always a way. Out.
0: always a way. And you just need to ask and to reach out because I think there's so many people available now that are, are there to help. And where can the audience find you?
1: The easiest place is uh, on my Facebook, uh, and that will be at Jason Archdale Facebook. There's no, um, you know, I'm, I, I can't copy a link here, but if you just type in, apparently there's two Jason links. Archdale i'll put yeah, in the links apparently, the, yeah apparently there's two jason archdales in the world if you search two jason archdales i'm the good looking one that, pop up on <laughs> of Facebook, course. right and um, so if, you, if you search jason archdale my profile page is on there and on there you will see other links to suicide awareness movement page amazing. i've started okay. also i've got um i've got www.jasonarchdale.com that's my website as well
0: amazing um so two Suicide awareness
1: movement. That's the first movement.
0: Jason, I just want to say thank you so much, uh, you know, for the work that you're doing. And just as you said, the suicide awareness movement, it is so so needed so necessary and I think just for people to see that somebody who you can look at now and you look together and you look happy and you know you're glowing and you know such a genuine nice guy and, and people can look and go wow you know if he was in that situation there's hope for me then I can change that and as you say even if they don't know what the way is but at least they can reach out to you they can reach out to any anybody else so I just want to honor you and thank you for doing this work because it's so necessary and it's so needed and i'm so glad that that ambulance got you in time and that you listened to that higher power that higher voice and you took notice of it because obviously you are serving your purpose and and you're meant to be here thank
1: you all i can say is if i can leave people one more thing is that everything starts with a decision yeah. okay if if you're not happy where you are decide you don't know how to do it but make the decision to change
0: fantastic thank you so much jason uh, jason thank Back you for tuning in um thank you for listening and, and you know we've sw- spoken about suicide before but we've heard a very different um version now so if this is something that has resonated with you something that you're struggling with something that you have possibly attempted in the past and, and you you really want some help to heal and recover please look out for Jason. I'm going to put his details wherever we share this video. And um, if you need to know a little bit more about emotional intelligence and how to raise emotionally intelligent children, just follow the links below. Otherwise subscribe to the channel and we will see you in the next episode. So from me, Deborah McFillamy and Jason Archdale, wishing you a wonderful day. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Tune in next
1: time to hear more about how you can be more EQ.